This is 680 CJOB. I'm Brett McGarry. This week on the Couch Potatoes, a lot of your favorite shows are starting to wrap up for the season while others are getting set to begin. We'll tell you what's coming this week, plus... I'm Jeff Braun. One of them is Kimmy Schmidt. She's back, and she's still unbreakable. Also, who are the worst actors in Hollywood? We'll discuss an amusing list from the website Vox. First, it's the news... From the couch. You would spill blood in this holy place. The gods won't mind. They spill more blood than the rest of us combined. A new trailer debuted this week for season six of Game of Thrones after the premiere screening of the first episode, which was held at the Chinese theater in Hollywood. It's an episode which reportedly left the audience in awe. The new trailer is exciting. Who are you? No one. The girl has been given a second chance. There will not be a third. As you might recall, season five ended on a number of cliffhangers. Season six is said to hit the ground running, unlike seasons past, which often start slow before picking up speed as they move along. Sunday night's premiere was the only viewing there will be prior to season six after last year's debacle where the first three episodes leaked online. No screeners are being sent out to critics. That means no sneaking around online to hear more of what Sir Davos has to say. The real war is between the living and the dead. And make no mistake, the dead are coming. Also in the trailer, Tyrion Lannister with maybe my favorite line of the series so far. Dragons do not do well in captivity. How do you know this? That's what I do. I drink, and I know things. (laughs) And he is right! Dragons no likey captivity. There are still two of them locked up in the basement, don't forget, and they do not look happy. Season 6 debuts in just under two weeks on Sunday, April 24th. Actually, not two weeks. That's like a week away. Yeah, like 10 days. Tops. Not even. Exciting. All right. The first teaser trailer for the Benedict Cumberbatch superhero movie, Doctor Strange, came out this week. Might I offer you some advice? Forget everything that you think you know. Doctor Strange is another Marvel deal. Wikipedia describes the premise thusly. Quote, After Stephen Strange, the world's top neurosurgeon, is injured in a car accident that ruins his career, he sets out on a journey of healing, where he encounters the Ancient One, who won, or who later becomes Strange's mentor in the mystic arts. So there you go. The Ancient One is played by a bald Tilda Swinton. You're a man looking at the world through a keyhole. You've spent your life trying to widen it. Your work saved the lives of thousands. What if I told you that reality is one of many? That all sounds pretty good, but Doctor Strange is not buying it. I don't believe in fairy tales about chakras or energy or the power of belief. You wonder what I see in your future? 
possibility. The movie also stars Rachel McAdams, Chiwetel Ejiofor, and Mads Mikkelsen, a.k.a. Hannibal Lecter from the show Hannibal. The teaser is heavy on the CGI, and it's underwhelming CGI at that. And because it is a teaser, we don't really get any footage of Cumberbatch after his full transformation into a superhero. So I'm not sold on it yet, but they have until November to make me want to see it. Why are you doing this? So much you don't know. Meantime, Cumberbatch has another new project in the works. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Yes, he's going to be the voice of The Grinch in a new animated movie called The Grinch. This new film will be fully animated, not like the 2000 movie from Ron Howard, which was live action and starred Jim Carrey. The, 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 the Grinch! That one is not really looked back on as a classic or anything, but you know what is? The original cartoon made for TV decades ago. This does not need another remake. Nevertheless, The Grinch opens in November 2017. Stink. Stank. Stunk. You're an interesting man, Mr. Scamander. Just like your suitcase, I think there's much more to you than meets the eye. A new teaser trailer has arrived for Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, the new movie based on the books of the Wizarding World created by author J.K. Rowling. This one happens well before Harry Potter's day. It's based on a textbook that is referenced in the first Harry Potter book and then was later released as a, an actual book in 2001 by Rowling under the pseudonym Newt Scamander, who is the main character here. Kicked out of Hogwarts. Endangering human life with a beast. Yet one of your teachers argued strongly against your expulsion. I wonder, what makes Albus Dumbledore so fond of you, Mr. Scamander? Scamander is the Wizarding World's preeminent magic zoologist who heads to New York to find magical creatures. He's played by Eddie Redmayne, whose supporting cast includes Colin Farrell, Dan Fogler, and Ezra Miller, who is the Flash in the new DC movie universe. Fantastic Beasts is the first movie in a trilogy and arrives in theaters November 18th. No human could do what this thing is capable of. The maniacal cackle of the Joker in the latest trailer for Suicide Squad. It is another light-hearted trailer, which is perfect timing after last week's report that we shared about reshoots, which were rumored to be made to lighten up the movie. This new trailer appears to put to bed that the movie is, in fact, plenty fun, and the reshoots were to put in more action. This is the deal. You disobey me, you die. Try to escape, you die. You got a boyfriend? You irritate or vex me. I'm 
known to be quite vexing. I'm just forewarning you. You die. Just in case you don't know anything about Suicide Squad, it is the next movie in the DC Comics films, the follow-up to Batman vs. Superman. It features a team of bad guys assembled by the government to do a job that will likely get them killed, and it features both Batman and the Joker, and opens August 5th. More news from the couch next, including the Gilmore Girls. You're listening to the Couch Potatoes. Welcome back to the Couch Potatoes. I'm Jeff. He's Brett. Continuing now with our news from the couch. Are you enjoying your breakfast? I don't know if I like Pop-Tarts. Did you fall on your head while you were sleeping? I don't know. Do I like this? Is this something I like? So you fell on your head and now you have some kind of very specific amnesia. Is that it? In case you hadn't heard, the Gilmore Girls are coming back to TV. Netflix is bringing back the popular WB-slash-CW show, which followed the lives of Lorelai Gilmore and her daughter Rory, played respectively by Lauren Graham and Alexis Bledel. They live in Star Hollow, Connecticut, and the Gilmore Girls learned a lot about life over the course of seven seasons. There was also a character on the show called Suki. And a lot of people have been wondering if she'll be back. The reason people are wondering is she's played by Melissa McCarthy. Hey, how's it going? It's going great. It's going great. I'm on the mend. You know, I just got some pins in my legs. Believe it or not, pins in my legs can still do this. All right? A mate fell off a cruise ship. Oh, but I'm But yeah, oh Yeah, oh Took a hard, hard, violent fall. Kind of pinballed down. Hit a lot of railings. Broke a lot of when Gilmore Girls was on in the early early 2000s, no one had heard of McCarthy, but of course, since Bridesmaids came out five years ago, she's become a huge movie star. She is to Gilmore Girls as George Clooney is to ER. And this week, McCarthy had this news to break on Ellen. There has been something that I've been asked about so, so many times. They're making four new movies of the Gilmore Girls, which is a show which was near and dear to my heart for four years. And literally about an hour and a half ago, we figured out that I am going to go back and do it. And I am so excited. Boom, she's in. It took some finagling with her schedule, but it's going to work. Like McCarthy mentioned, Netflix is not really putting a whole season together, but rather four 90-minute episodes, so it's like a Sherlock season. And it will be set in the present, so the time between the finale from 2007 and now will just be skipped over. No word yet on when it'll be done. And now I think, I don't know if I like Pop-Tarts. What if I don't like Pop-Tarts? Would I like Pop-Tarts if Richard and Emily had served me Pop-Tarts on a silver platter and demanded I eat every bite? I don't know. Hey, uh, where are all the Pop-Tarts? I've been experimenting. You ate all the Pop-Tarts? Makes you feel any better. I don't know if I like them. Well, I hope you didn't eat all the Fruit Loops. It's the Halloween parade, bro. It's like the one night of the year where we fit in. Get back here. What part of move in the shadows don't you understand? A second trailer has arrived for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows, which features a host of familiar characters in the TMT, TMNT world. There's an alien invasion for one, and then there's the return of an old foe. Since I shot her, this one I was building on me. This is gonna be good! Ha ha ha! 
<laughs> you're a rhinoceros! And you're a... Huh. I'm a little piggy. The Little Piggy and Rhino characters are Bebop and Rocksteady, two thugs who are mutated into a warthog man and a rhino man. Megan Fox is back as April O'Neil, and we are introduced to another familiar character, a masked vigilante who uses sports equipment to beat up criminals. Whoa, whoa. Hey, fellas! What's your name? Casey Jones. Hey. You do guys like a thing. Go ninja, go ninja, go. Casey Jones is played by Stephen Amell from Arrow, so he's no stranger to playing a masked vigilante. I didn't mind the first Ninja Turtles movie, and this looks fun too. TMNT Out of the Shadows opens June 3rd. If the purple ooze can turn humans into animals, it could turn us into humans. And we don't have to be stuck down here forever. If there's a chance that it make us humans, we're turtles. Whether you like it or not. Gear up, guys. You thought this was gonna be a street fight? You're damn right it is. The Fast and Furious news has been coming, well, fast and furious lately. Last week, we told you that Charlize Theron has signed on for the eighth installment in the franchise. This week, the news is they found the replacement for the late Paul Walker. The newest member of the family will be Scott Eastwood. They took my wife. Get out of my house. They came in the night and they took her. <gasps> you know where they're headed? That's a clip from the movie Diablo, which no one saw. I don't even know if it made it to theaters. Just googled his name and that's what popped up. I was aware that Scott Eastwood was an actor, but I've never seen him in anything. All I know is he's the son of this guy. Get off my lawn. Yes, he's Clint Eastwood's son. As for where he'll fit in in the Fast and Furious world, he says he'll be introduced as a character working for Kurt Russell, who played a mysterious government operative in the last movie. Eastwood says he was also friends with Paul Walker in real life. Walker, of course, died in late 2013 before production on Furious 7 ended. They filmed a lovely tribute to the character and the person for the ending of the movie and really sent him off with a lot of grace and dignity, which seems like a weird thing to say about a Vin Diesel action movie. F. Gary Gray is directing the new one he made straight out of Compton last year. Fast and Furious 8 hits theaters next April. Thing about street fights? The street always wins. Less than a year now, Brett. Let the countdown begin. I, uh, I, I don't know that I can tolerate you talking about Fast and Furious every week for oh, another year. Oh, how the worm has turned, eh? Are you going to sort of post a whole bunch of pictures of Vin Diesel? Yeah, one, one Diesel pick a day on my Facebook page until the movie comes out. <laughs> Actually, uh, it sounds silly. If you really want something fun to follow on Facebook, follow Vin Diesel. He posts a lot of weird stuff, and it's a joy to watch. I, I'm quite okay, thanks. I'll just let you <laughs> fill me in on it. Uh, that, that is the news from the couch. We'll quickly tell you what's coming home to Blu-ray and DVD this week. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes.
Brett McGarry and Jeff Braun, we are the Couch Potatoes. Normally right now is where we tell you what is coming home this upcoming Tuesday on Blu-ray, DVD, Digital HD, and the like. We will get to that shortly. We still have lots of other stuff to talk about as well. A handful of shows are wrapping up this upcoming week. A handful of shows are making their debuts. And we also want to touch on a funny list that came out of the U.S. about who are the worst actors in the U.S. We will get to that, not just in the U.S., but in general. We'll get to all of that as... The show continues. You are listening to The Couch Potatoes. I'm afraid to die anymore. I've done it already. I'm Brett East, Jeff. We are The Couch Potatoes having a look now at what is coming home this week on Tuesday. Blu-ray and DVD and what have you. And what's that? Well, that's Leonardo DiCaprio's Oscar-winning performance in... The Revenant. It has been out on Digital HD for a little while now, but now it is coming home to the hard copy, if you prefer yeah. the hard copy. You can loop it so you can just watch Leo get attacked by a bear over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah, this is actually probably a worthwhile uh, purchase just to, because I, I, if it has any special features, I would love to get a sort of a glimpse behind the scenes. When they're to, making it. Yeah, into what went on, because if you have seen The Revenant, then you just can, you can tell this had to be a hard movie to yeah. make. Leo says it's the hardest one he's ever had to make. Spends a lot of time, you know, at the very least, like knee deep in freezing creek water. So doesn't matter what kind of suit he's wearing, no. whatever wetsuit he's wearing, he is going to be cold in that water. So, uh, great movie. Uh, anything else coming out here? Uh, a couple of not so great movies Fifty Shades of Black, that stars Marlon Wayans, a spoof of Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, it got nominated for a bunch of Razzies, if I recall. And uh, Norm of the North, that's uh, where Rob Schneider plays a moose, right? Uh, polar Bear. Polar Bear. Yes. Norm of the North. Yeah. Norm of the North. Apparently it wasn't very good. And guess what? Rob Schneider's name's going to come up a little later in the show. Okay. Uh, as well, there's Veep, the complete fourth season. That is coming home this week. Season two of another HBO show, Silicon Valley. And uh, so those are the big ones coming this upcoming week. Now let's switch gears and talk about something that Jeff Braun is excited about. It's Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, season two. Is this a year-round Christmas store? You must be the happiest woman on earth. I'm a man. That's great. Anyway, here's my resume. Yeah, big binge weekend for one of the Couch Potatoes. Season two of the Netflix comedy, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt is out now. I haven't started it yet. It's co-created by Tina Fey, and the show stars Ellie Kemper as Kimmy Schmidt, a loopy young lady making her way in New York City after spending the last 15 years as a hostage in a bunker. So it's a very weird show and a lot of fun. Think like 30 Rock, but with a heroine who's a lot more bubbly and positive than Liz Lemon was. And the gang's all back for season two, including Jane Krakowski as the rich lady who hired Kimmy as a nanny last year. Mrs. Voorhees, what are you doing back in New York? I need your help. What's the hardest thing in the world for a trophy wife to do? Lose the jerk, but keep the perks. Trademark me. The man who stole the show in season one is back as well. Kimmy's roommate, Titus Andromedon. I met a really cute guy at a restaurant where I peed. When are you seeing him again? I don't know if I'm seeing him again. I didn't do that part. Kim Basil, what do I always say? Don't touch my dolls. They're strictly look upon. Not that. John Cusack got that, but I still would. No. Get the digits. The digits. And the internet almost broke when the trailer came out last month because of a little song Kimmy sings while watching a video of a bunny and a kitten. Bunny and kitty being best friends together. 
Together forever, the fun never ends. Solving mysteries one hug at a time. Bunny and Kitty, two of a kind. So yeah, there's a lot of that kind of humor in there. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt was by far the best new comedy of last year. I really can't recommend it enough if you haven't seen it yet, and if you like to laugh. So season two is available right now on Netflix. His name is Douglas, and he's coasting on looks. YOLO! You are Mr. Sassafras Jeans today. It's a dumb name for how fierce I'm being. We're strong, independent women. We're going to have a choose-your-own-adventure. Hey, what's nose candy? That sounds harmless. Did I just watch you do drugs with a junkyard Elmo? I don't know, but I got a ton of ideas. Let's go to Red Hook with these morpids and get pregnant! I do plan to watch. You should. You will enjoy it, because I know you like you You really like 30 Rock. You like that a lot more than I did. I, I did, but you know what? I didn't finish watching it. Still haven't. I didn't make it to the end of 30 Rock, no. because I think I just had, it got, I got too far behind. I had too many episodes piled up, and I said, you know what? I got to make some cuts, and 30 Rock is going bye-bye. Well, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt is, it's only, I think, 13 episodes each season, so... It's easy to catch up, right? Well, here's the problem, Jeff, and I'll just quickly mention this. I don't know if you recall at the end of last year as we were doing sort of our year-end stuff, I pledged, I made a pledge for 2016 that I would watch less TV and go to the movies more. What? Uh, that, that pledge has not even come close to being met. I think we did the count. Uh, was it 66 shows that I watched last year? Yeah. So it was, yeah, it's exactly what it was. Over the course of the year. So like from the beginning of 2015 to the end of 2016 or of 2015, I watched 66 shows so far we're at mid April and <laughs> already this year I'm so up to 40 shows in three and a half months. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No, that's that's not 40 shows that I've watched in all the way through, but right. shows that I either watch on an ongoing basis or shows that I've watched uh, that have since come to an end already. Right. But 40, and then there's a whole bunch more coming, and it's not getting any worse. I actually did, I've made some cuts though. You have? I, I finally made some cuts. Was I, it hard? It was. But my PVR was every day was this was just this, full of red exclamation points saying you're running out of room. Well, it's you're you're ninety eight percent. I'd come home ninety seven percent. I'd set my PVR for to record a show, and it says you are running dangerously <laughs> all in space. So I had to make some cuts. So I, I got rid of Blind Spot and the Grinder and iZombie, Zombie. I think was one, and uh, I know that, that's I, tough. I, I got rid of. I got rid of five or six shows, and the fact that I can't even remember which ones is uh, commentary. And it gets a little easier the more you do it. I've had I've been cutting shows not not lately, but in the last couple of years, I've just I just yeah cut the cord on a couple of things. It's it feels there's like the one part of my personality that just really has a difficult time in not finishing something I started, but you sort of get over it after a while. Uh, that's exactly why I can't. I have a hard time because I, I feel committed. Once I begin yeah. something, I feel committed to it. Like I, I would like to quit watching Modern Family because I think this year I've laughed out loud once. Really? Out of like, I don't know, 15 episodes or whatever it's been. So that would, you know, be something I could drop, but I won't. I'll just keep watching it. Well, it's- And it's, not laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I want to give you a quick heads up here that there are a number of shows reaching their season finales, and then there are a couple of shows debuting this week. On Monday, for example, it's the season one finale of Supergirl, which is a show that you quit, right? Cut. Yep. Cut it out. Christmas time. I almost pulled the plug, and then I, wa- I had five or six episodes backlogged, and I, I went through them. 
And I, I, I enjoy it. You know, I end up sort of... To get better? Because usually that's what happens to me. I'll quit something and then it turns really good. And then I just don't have the heart to try and go back to it. Yeah, it's been actually pretty good. I mean, obviously it's, it's aimed at a younger audience. So there's a lot of schmaltzy sort of melodrama and a lot of stuff that makes you roll your eyes. But the action is cool. The effects are cool. And I really like some of the characters. John Jones, for example, has been a great character. Uh, he's the Martian Manhunter. Right. Um, so I, I've been enjoying it. Anyway, Supergirl wraps up on Monday. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend finale on Monday. Uh, Better Call Saul season finale already. Which I haven't started yet. Oh, you're going to have a hard That's time. That's backed up on me. Once you start watching that, you're going to have a hard time. Like if you start watching it, say, on a Tuesday night, That's you're it. not coming to work the next day. We should maybe go to the boss and see if we can just each take like a month-long sabbatical. <laughs> <laughs> to catch up on everything. <laughs> to catch up on our television. Yeah. Uh, 12 Monkeys premiere, the season two premiere, I believe. It's season two. Uh, so that's on Showcase. It's a, I believe it's sci-fi from the U.S. I can't keep track. Uh, Tuesday, Brooklyn Nine-Nine season finale, the premiere of a miniseries on the CW called Containment. There's a premiere of a miniseries on AMC called The Night Manager, which stars... Uh, Loki from the Thor and Avengers movies. Tom Hiddleston. Yep, and uh, Hugh Laurie, who plays House M- played House MD. It's based on a, a b- book, I believe, from John Lacare. Lacare. I don't know how to say his name. It's Lacare. Lacare. There we go. Thank you. Uh, Wednesday, the finale for Broad City, and on Thursday, it's the spring finale for Vikings and the premiere of season four of Inside Amy Schumer. Up next on the Couch Potatoes, we're going to talk about the worst actors out there, and I want to quickly touch on as well on a show that just wrapped up this week that I very much enjoyed its first season, The Magicians. You're listening to the Couch Potatoes. Welcome back to the Couch Potatoes. I'm Jeff. He's Brett, and U.S. News website Vox put out a fun list this week answering the question which big name actors and actresses most routinely appear in terribly reviewed movies. Now they use this scoring from Metacritic which is a Rotten Tomatoes kind of website that uh, aggregates critical reviews and the criteria they used was that the actor had to have been in at least 10 movies at least one of those movies had to have grossed at least 30 million dollars at the box office and at least one of the films had to be sort of new within the last five years anyways So when all the numbers were crunched, Vox scientifically proved that this man is the worst actor. You can do it! Is Rob Schneider, star of Norma the North, out available on Blu-ray and DVD on Tuesday. Not a surprise. No. Not a surprise. uh, I'll just tear through this list of 15 actors they did. Schneider, number one. Number two, Adam Sandler. Three is Ashton Kutcher. Kevin James is four. Five is Taylor Lautner. Six is Cuba Gooding Jr. Hayden Christensen at number seven. All Brett's favorite actor, Gerard Butler at number eight. That's got to hurt. Charlie Sheen at number nine, which does that even count? It's Charlie Sheen. Jason Statham, Vince Vaughn, Stallone, Christian Slater, Josh Hartnett, and at number 15, Nicolas Cage, which I'm a little surprised he's not higher. But you know what? If you're doing the average of all their movies, Nicolas Cage, he's got some really good movies. He's a fantastic actor. He's an Oscar winner. Yeah, and he deserves his Oscar, and he just, you know, I don't know, he just has really... I think for a while there it was an ego thing where he's choosing all these dumb action movies, and then... Well, there's actually... There's he just a, went off his nut or something, cause, and he just apparently, if it, your check clears, he will be in your movie. Well, there is it. a method to the madness as well with Nicolas Cage, because he owed the IRS all kinds of money. 
he had a huge debt to the IRS. Right. So he made a like over the last decade or so, he's made a whole bunch of movies just for the payday. And you could tell because there were so many movies where he was phoning in these awful, awful performances. Yeah. And it's it is frustrating because when you watch someone who is good at it, it'd be like watching uh, a great athlete who's at the top of their game just tanking on purpose. Yeah. You know they can do better. So it's, but they're not. They're just choosing not to. And in his case, it's because he let his spending go out of control. And I don't know. But yeah. So there you go. And I would say the same is true to some degree of Sylvester Stallone. He is a very good actor when he wants to be, but it's just so, or. And I mean, now it's probably a little more often he'll be pickier about the stuff he does. He doesn't do a lot of stuff, but he was awesome in Creed last year. He was very good in the movie Copland from like 15 years ago and the original Rockies, but he made a lot of just horrible, horrible action movies in the 80s and 90s. That's what gets him on this list. But he's still making all those movies. Like he did those Expendables movies, which were not very good. No, that's true too. He made that movie Bullet to the Head. (laughs) <laughs> where I, where he was more, where one. he was so ripped and shredded. You remember the trailer for that? Where he was, had his shirt off. He yeah. looked like he was 30 years old. And for all we know, there was some CGI or he was just, I mean, I know he's been known to use the, the HGH in past, that growth hormone or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, that's the thing with the action guys. And there's a lot of action guys on this list or whatever, where it's just something about their ego where they just, it's like, I don't care if the movie sucks. I'm going to be a tough guy and I'm awesome. Whereas opposed to like you put in the work and find a good dramatic role and actually be a really good actor, which again, like I said, Stallone and Cage are both certainly uh, capable of. Rob Schneider, on the other hand, I think he really earns that number one spot. And like Adam Sandler's number two. Adam Sandler probably has a lot to do with Schneider being number one because Rob Schneider is in a lot of Adam Sandler movies. Yeah, and and the same production company too, the Happy Madison right. or whatever it's called. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, there was one here. Oh, Jason Statham. There's another guy who, as you remember from the Guy Ritchie movies, right? Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, and then Snatch is a tremendous comedic actor, right? And then suddenly he started doing all these action movies, which I don't blame him because he can be 50 years old and still funny. Yeah, that's but he true. can't be 50 years old and and be a yeah. really believable martial arts. You got to make superstar. your your action movies when you can. Yeah, and yeah, and. You know, I guess you you, don't, you can't really, you know, begrudge a guy for trying to become a big famous action star either. No. Like he's much more of a household name doing that than he would have been if he just played comedic roles in you know, small British movies. For sure. Uh, what are we- Cuba Gooding Jr. Sorry, that's a, he's number six on the list and it's sort of, it's still to me like the saddest one because he won that Oscar and really until this O.J. Simpson thing has not- been in anything worth watching since no he really hasn't i'm i'm glad he was in the oj simpson thing i feel bad that he he's taken a lot of heat because he doesn't look like oj but hopefully people will see his performance and say this is a guy that can act let's get him some better roles exactly they also put out a list for the worst actresses number one on that is jennifer love hewitt followed by jessica alba alba sorry katherine heigl alicia silverstone has she actually made a movie in the last five years i don't know and megan fox and it seems i don't know it's Hollywood is so much more mean to actresses than they are to actors that like a lot of the times, even if you're a good actress, there just aren't that many good roles out there and they're all clamoring for them. So it's sort of weird to see this kind of a list for actresses because a lot of times they just have to take a crappy movie because that's all they get. That's all that's out there for them. Yeah. Megan Fox was in the Transformers movies and the Ninja Turtles. Well, the Ninja Turtles movie wasn't all that bad, but that's probably on the strength of mostly the Transformer movies. Uh, Up next, I want to just very quickly. 
quickly tell you about the magicians. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. Brett McGarry, Jeff Braun, we are The Couch Potatoes. I just want to quickly touch on a show that wrapped up its first season this week. It aired on Showcase in Canada in the U.S. It hails from the Sci-Fi Network. It's called The Magicians, and it's based on a series of books, and it is indeed about college kids who do magic. So you might think it's Harry Potter, but in college, but it's actually far more mature, it's far more adult, and in many cases, very dark. The The finale was incredible incredibly dark and harrowing and it's just it's a a unique show it wasn't the best show on tv but it had some cool effects and great acting i really liked it highly recommended i think it's worth a shot if you're into sort of different kind of shows that's all the time we have i'm brett he's jeff we are the couch potatoes remember if it requires getting up off the couch don't bother This is 680 CJOB.